Hello there, friends. This is Spencer Michaud, and welcome to your weekly astrology forecast for the week of October 28th through November 3rd. All right, so we are kind of in the uh, midst of a new moon in Scorpio, uh, which happened on Sunday, late Sunday night, and uh, seeing some Uranian-flavored things going on with the opposition of the new moon um, to Uranus and Taurus. So we're going to discuss uh, that a little bit this uh, this week. Um, we've got some some Mercury things happening uh, as well. We've got Mercury conjoining um, Venus in the sign of Scorpio, right at the degree of uh, Mercury's retrograde, which is happening on Thursday, Halloween. So we're going to be discussing a little bit about the Mercury retrograde cycle. And one planetary ingress or changing of signs this week is uh, Venus moving into the sign of the Archer, uh, the Jupiter-ruled domicile of Sagittarius. Um, okay, so let's dive into it. Hope you all are doing uh, doing well this week. Um, essential Dignity Report. We have the, the sun is in the sign of Scorpio, uh, in the first decan still of Scorpio. And we, of course, discussed this uh, Five of Cups kind of experience where we were uh, kind of there was a desire nature happening with the sun, and we've got the you know, maybe the mourning of the loss of something, and but needing to maybe perhaps shift our perspective and see that the the things that we still have uh, at our disposal that can lead us to the bridge to the castle of fulfillment. When with this card, we see a cloaked figure who's perhaps mourning the loss of something, but needing to shift perspective. So the sun is said to be um, peregrine in the first decan of Scorpio, um, but it does gain some dignity in the second decan um, by face or by decan. It's the decanic ruler of the second decan of Scorpio. So it's going to gain a little bit of dignity as we move uh, later on into the week. Um, <clears throat> the, the other thing to think about with the sun this week is that uh, its ruler, Mars, uh, the ruler of Scorpio is still going to be in the sign of Libra in its exile. So difficult for Mars to provide the types of resources that the solar Scorpionic sun uh, desires. Um, so still a little bit of a possibly a difficult time um, with our leadership qualities, with uh, shining our light out there, with um, illumination. There's still maybe some things that are, are shrouded or hidden that, that, uh, you know, we're not getting the ability to to process in, in the proper way with Mars being kind of in, in poor shape. Um, Jupiter is going to be moving through the third decan of Sagittarius, which is its domicile, and also ha it has triplicity rulership by the by the night. Um, so still a very strong Jupiter. Uh, we're going to be uh, seeing also a domicile Saturn. Um, in the in this week as well. Remember, Saturn moves pretty pretty slowly, so it, it's going to be hanging out there in Capricorn for for quite some time. Um, but you know, very things like uh, setting healthy boundaries, learning about our limitations, uh, are supported with uh, Saturn in its own domicile. You know, we have of course had the um, uh, the perfection of the Mars squared Saturn over the weekend where the, the week leading up to that new moon, we're getting all sorts of feedback on perhaps um, some of the limitations in our life where we wanted to move forward in a particular area, perhaps uh, the Libra er ruled area of your particular chart and running into kind of a brick wall or a roadblock with uh, Saturn and Capricorn because those two energies, Libra and Capricorn, are squared to one another and sort of in conflict. And squares were of the nature of Mars, so maybe we had some friction that came up in those two areas of our life and felt a little bit of frustration trying to move forward. Um, so we're going to be seeing that start to uh, shift a little bit. I, I wouldn't necessarily say alleviate because we're going to be moving through uh, the, the next difficult aspect, which is Mars and Mars uh, squaring Pluto. So a little bit of a different flavor, but but still perhaps um, some challenging energy out there. Okay, Venus is going to be in the last decan of Scorpio, Scorpio 3, for most of the week, um, which is its exile. 
or it's, I believe it's also called it's adversity. Okay, so this is where we have something or detriment. So we've got this kind of uh, Venus in the sign opposite of her rulership. So she's in the, the domicile of Mars for the last, you know, couple days, actually the first couple days of the week, um, but has a little bit of dignity by face being in the last decan and then triplicity by the daytime. So it's a mixed bag with Venus in the third decan of Scorpio. Um, we still are seeing that mutual reception between Mars in Libra and Venus in Scorpio. So we may see some sort of beneficial thing come out of some of the difficult circumstances we've been experiencing in our life. It's kind of that silver lining where they, the two planets are still able to exchange resources because they're in each other's houses, but they may not you know, be comfortable. It may not be the easiest thing in the world. It may come through some sort of um, difficult circumstance, but ultimately there may be uh, a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, Venus is going to move into the sign of Sagittarius on Friday, November 1st. Uh, so this is, a, a, I think, an improvement for Venus um, because she is out of her exile. She's in a, a Jupiter-ruled sign, so she's moving into a sign that is ruled by a benefic who is in very good shape in its own domicile, and she's basically going to be sitting at the table with her host, Jupiter. So that's always a, a positive thing. So it, it's kind of like Jupiter, the host, can um, provide everything that Venus needs at that point um, because they are hanging out in the same house, all right? And you've got a, a very happy host providing for, for Venus. So look for Venusian matters to start improving and maybe becoming a little bit less, less sticky and a little bit more optimistic, a little bit more positive. Um, we'll talk about um, the first decade of Sagittarius when we get to that point in the daily focus. But um, just to give you a preview, here's the Eight of Wands. This is about speed and swiftness. So Venus is going to be moving a little bit faster, maybe um, setting a little bit more goal-orientated type of things where we're building, trying to build bridges towards our goals rather than creating severances. Um, Venus was in a, the Mars world sign last week, uh, or in the beginning of this week, but uh, th that's kind of creating like a, you know, some conflict where we want harmony. And with Venus going into a Jupiter ruled sign, it's a little bit easier to create that that harmonizing uh, condition uh, with Venus in that in that particular house. Okay, Mars is still going to be in the second decan of Libra, which is its exile. So still not a super happy Mars. It may be a little bit more. Our energy levels may be more inconsistent. Um, we may be a little bit more, um, well, I don't know, passive aggressive instead of being direct with our, if we are feeling frustration or anger. This is one thing that we can notice when Mars is in uh, its exile, like in Libra and Taurus. Um, there is some, some challenges with expressing our energy clearly and directly. It can have some trouble getting moving and things like that. So uh, we've got a week or two left of that condition, um, but there's some, there's some, uh, there's the finish line coming up. This is the thing about astrology. One of the good things is being able to see a beginning and an ending to those cycles. So hang in there for another couple of weeks with Mars if you're not feeling like you're moving forward the way that you want to in your life. Um, we're going to get some relief because Mars in a couple of weeks is going to move into its own domicile or its own temple of Scorpio. And Mars is very strong and very powerful in Scorpio. So uh, maybe just kind of get your gather your resources together because you may really feel like uh, you're going to want to really start moving when when Mars changes signs. Mercury this week is going to be peregrine in the sign of Scorpio in the third decan of Scorpio, uh, and it's also slowing down uh, to that retrograde, um, turning backwards to that retrograde motion. So um, we're going to see communications possibly slow down. Um, we're going to be seeing possibly things related to commerce, um, to um, skills and learning, may, may also be kind of grinding a little bit to a halt and then needing to be reviewed as Mercury goes retrograde. And we'll spend a little bit of time discussing that as we go forward as well. Uh, as far as the lunar week goes, the moon starts off uh, in this new moon cycle in the sign of Scorpio in its fall. It does have some rulership as the cooperating triplicity ruler. 
Um, but not a not a great beginning to the week with the moon. Um, there is a condition as well with the moon being said to be under the bond of the sun, where it's within 15 degrees of either side of the sun, either in conjunction or opposition. And that's a weakening uh, condition for the moon. You know, anytime we get too close to the sun or too close to the king, it's kind of getting burned up. It's like this combust type of energy. But when it's with the moon, it's called under the bond. Um, that's going to start to ease up on Tuesday. Um, but not a not a great lunar beginning of the week. We're still getting the the divine assignment, so to speak, and try, trying to parse out some of the unexpected things that may have cropped up with that Uranus moon opposition on Sunday evening. Um, so maybe this is a period of time where we're just kind of perhaps we're in a little bit of shock, and we need to kind of uh, figure out how we're going to pick up the pieces. And you know, start this this new cycle of, of perhaps of recycling, of letting go, of of uh, composting things in our life. This is a, a favorite Scorpionic activity is is you know embracing the the decay to to um, set the stage for the growth that's going to come later. Uh, so this is our Moon in Scorpio. That when the Moon moves into Sagittarius. It does have some dignity in the second decan um, by, by face or decan, uh, but not, not an awesome place for the moon. But the moon will be hanging out with its host, Jupiter, so that's a good thing. Like I said, anytime a planet is hanging out with its host and its host is in good shape, like Jupiter is in Sagittarius, that planet is able to get all the resources that it needs. So, you know, on the surface, it might not look like, you know, the most auspicious place for the moon. But since we have Jupiter there, that's, that's very positive. Um, that may give some, some optimism, some hope, some buoyancy to the, to the middle of our week. Uh, the moon will move into its exile uh, in Capricorn um, towards the end of the week, but it does have triplicity rulership by the nighttime. Triplicity rulership was associated with the elements, so the earth signs are ruled by the moon in the evening. Um, so there may be kind of a, a boost or a, a wind in the sails of lunar activities, but it might come through some something uh, challenging or something that is not necessarily um, as easy for the moon to do because it's in a Saturn-ruled sign. The moon wants to create growth. The moon wants to bring things into manifestation. Saturn wants to take things out of manifestation. It wants to. It's the darkness. It's the the endings. It's the limitations. Um, it's death. So there may be something where we're letting go of, of our ability to let go of things may actually be moving us forward when we've got that Capricorn moon. Okay. And then uh, at the very tail end of the week, uh, the moon is going to be peregrine in the sign of Aquarius. Yes, it does have some dignity by f the third deck in face, but we're not going to, we're not going to hit that this week. Um, so that's your lunar dignities for the week. Um, let's dive into our uh, weekly aspects. So we'll share our screen here and take a look at it together. There we go. There's Monday, October 28th. You can see that the moon here is still within uh, the 15 degree um, bonded uh, condition with the sun um, in the beginning of the day. And as it moves out, to, oh, I don't know, something like 19 or 20 degrees of Scorpio, it's going to break that bond. And that's going to happen through Tuesday? Yeah, around 2.30 a.m. on Tuesday, it, it breaks free, it escapes the bond. So we may, we may start to get some clarity at that point as it gets out of that hidden position, right? Because the, the, the sun is really like blazing and it's it's kind of obscuring everything around it. So some of our, our lunar significations may not really be coming fully to light till the moon escapes the bond. So, so just, just pay attention for the first couple days of the week as far as what this uh, lunar cycle may be all about and what may be required of you. Um, I, I love thinking about new moons as, as getting an assignment. Um, yes, we will have to set some intentions regarding that assignment, but... I like the, the receptive quality of paying attention to what your life needs. And, you know, with, with Scorpio, 
Um, there may be something that needs to be, you know, recycled. There may be some kind of martial thing that you're working through in your life. Take a look at where Scorpio falls in your chart. Uh, and this may be a hint as to where the new start is going to happen. Now, on the flip side, take a look at the Taurus ruled area of your chart and see where this new start in your, your Scorpio ruled area may be, you know, or either a result of or causing disruptions in that Taurus area because it's in opposition. So it may feel, you may feel pretty rebellious at the beginning of this week. This is one of the things that we talk about with the sun opposite Uranus. There could be an impatience or a restlessness. Um, there could be some unexpected or shocking events over that axis of your life. So in this chart, it's the first and the seventh house if you're a Scorpio rising. Um, so you, there may be a conflict between your own ability uh, to express yourself with that first house new moon and something unexpected happening with your partnerships and, and having to make adjustments to partners. Um, if, we were, if it was happening over your fourth and tenth house axis, it could be a, a conflict between your public and your private life. If Uranus was in your tenth house, if you were a Leo ascendant, there may be something shocking in your work or your career or the way that you deal with the public. And this is going to be affecting the, the new start within your domestic life. Um, so th these are the things. We're trying to balance something out with that, with that opposition. Um, and there could be a real roadblock that we're experiencing or we could be, it could also lead to a breakthrough of some sort. Um, but with the opposition of the sun to Uranus, the sun was associated with, with authority figures, with fatherly figures, with, with um, our bosses, with our fathers, with um, anyone who, who issues commands. So there may be some sort of rebellion against some sort of authority figure in your life that is associated with that axis. Um, so keep an eye out for that in the beginning of the week. Um, there could be a, it could be very eccentric or there could be a very standoffish nature to it. There could be also an urge for independence. Um, some sort of, uh, you know, you may be experiencing some sort of limitation that you really don't want to be a part of anymore. And this may be the moment that you try to break free. This could be a theme for this entire lunar cycle is trying to break free from some sort of uh, limitation that you're experiencing in your life and trying to be innovative about it, right? Um, Uranus is all about, you know, the Promethean Firebringer trying to um, do things in a new way that may be unexpected, that's shattering the old structures of our life. So be open to that change this week if you can. Uh, the other aspects that are happening on Monday, which is still the new moon phase, is we're having a sextile between the moon and Saturn at 15 degrees of Scorpio and Capricorn uh, in, the, in the early evening around 5.19 p.m. And then we're going to have a trine to retrograde Neptune uh, a, a few hours later. So we're going to be getting the reality check with the, the moon sextile Saturn there and, and seeing what we're going to be able to do within the limitations that we have in our life. And then with the moon making the trine to, to Neptune, uh, perhaps we are getting back in touch with the original vision. Perhaps we're learning about how to surrender to the limitations that we may be experiencing and feeling a, perhaps a little bit of... Uh, submitting to the the universal plan this is something that i i experience with neptune transits is just a a need to dissolve and surrender and su submit to something that is perhaps greater than yourself okay on tuesday we're going to see the moon moving into sagittarius after spending most of the day in scorpio at around six o'clock p.m or so it is still the new moon phase at around 2 30 a.m in the morning the moon will escape the bond so like i was saying uh, pay attention to what is revealed very early on Tuesday because you might start to get some clarity as, as to what this lunar cycle is all about. Uh, as the moon is escaping the bond, it's going to sextile Pluto, triggering some of the things that are buried deep beneath the surface um, and igniting that kind of volcanic energy that wants to uh, recycle things and, and either create power struggles or power dynamics in our life um, and perhaps to by unearthing uh, what lies beneath the surface create some sort of transformational moment and you know have a, a rebirth of sorts uh, again it's the it's 
we can talk about transformation and rebirth with a lot of the planets, but it, it seems to be most applicable to Pluto type of things, um, that being uh, one of the outer planets really associated with that archetype. Uh, at 11.48 a.m., we are going to see the conjunction of the moon to Venus in Scorpio at 26 degrees. So we're going to be triggering that that Venusian energy before it kind of changes signs here. Uh, and, and around a similar period of time, uh, we're going to see the conjunction of the moon to Mercury. So we're kind of seeing, starting to see the blending of Mercury and um, and Venus. Okay, let's see. We're on Tuesday here. So I'm going to move this forward a day. And we see here that we've got what's called this uh, calasis happening between Mercury and Venus, where they're bonding themselves together. So we're seeing this interweaving of energies between Mercury and Venus. Um, and Mercury is slowing down. So uh, generally, when we see the combination of Mercury and Venus, uh, we see like a uh, a softening of communication, like a harmonizing. Um, our thoughts may go towards the more beautiful and balanced. Um, we may have more eloquence or expressions uh, that are a little bit, you know, prettier. But in the sign of Scorpio, that may be mitigated a little bit. Uh, we may see a little bit more of an expression of our desire nature. Uh, since Scorpio is a Mars ruled sign, it's it's going to be, you know, we talked about with these uh, tarot cards that they, they were associated with desire and either getting what you want and sometimes not getting what you want and mourning what you've lost. So the other thing is, is that Scorpio is, is associated with the time of year in the Northern Hemisphere that was about death and decay when the when the leaves are starting to fall off the trees. So this may be a little bit of a darker expression of this Mercury-Venus uh, conjunction. We may have uh, strong desires that create some sort of, um, you know, expression of perhaps some darker thoughts, or or maybe we're having some thoughts about uh, maybe things that are a little bit more taboo or something like that while they're in uh, while it's conjoining the the exiled Venus. Um, remember, we had this third decan of, of Scorpio here was the seven of cups where we saw a figure looking at all these different options, like, and it was associated with illusion. They also called it debauchery. Um, so it's kind of like leaving some of these things behind, perhaps, and leaving the, the material world behind and, and perhaps uh, going more towards the spiritual world. There's been, you know, there's the cross holiday of, of Samhain that is uh, associated with Halloween. And that's the point of the year where the veil is, is perhaps the thinnest between the, the physical and the spiritual world. So this may be another moment of, of letting go and really getting in touch with, with some of your spiritual reasoning behind what you're trying to manifest in the physical world. All the things that are really beneath the surface and behind the veil. It may not be all about thinking about all the tangible things that we're working through. It may be through the undercurrents. It's, it's thinking like a, like a detective and seeing how all the things fit together uh, in kind of the, the unspoken mysteries of our life. And there's definitely a mysterious quality associated with, with Scorpio and, and kind of this like um, bubbling beneath the surface type of energy. Uh, it may appear to be calm and placid on the surface, but there's this kind of whirlpool of energy going on underneath this kind of tumultuous boil okay uh, so this may be something associated with this mercury venus conjunction that actually will come to perfection uh, on wednesday the 30th uh, okay so here we can see that they are now conjunct at 27 degrees now this is interesting because this is exactly the degree that mercury is going to be stationing retrograde on Thursday. So there, perhaps there is something that we want to really pay attention to uh, with this Venus-Mercury conjunction that is going to be needing to be reviewed, revised, redone. Um, we may be uh, making some new agreements or negotiating some new, um, some new rules within relationships in particular. 
with uh, with it conjoining Venus. Um, perhaps we are letting go of old beliefs or old systems of doing things uh, in in our relationships. And remember, the Hellenistic astrologers, even though they didn't have Uranus here in their system, they did recognize a whole sign aspect between planets. So all of these scorpionic planets here that we're experiencing this week, uh, the Sun, Venus, and Mercury are all going to be opposing Uranus by whole sign aspect. So even though it's not uh, as intense as it might be with the sun and the moon at the beginning of the week, we're still seeing this opposition by whole sign with Venus and Mercury to Uranus. So this is a lot about kind of breaking down some of the old structures and really um, being innovative and allowing what wants to, to decrystallize to, to pass to pass on. Um, I think one of the lessons we're learning is we can't hang on to everything. You know, we can't, if we, if we try to preserve uh, form for too long, it really, it starts to decay. And I mean, think about like, oh, I don't know. I don't even know if I'm making the, the proper reference here, but uh, I believe in like, was it in the movie Psycho where the Norman Bates was was he keeping his mother like in the basement or something like that, even though she had already already died or something? I may be thinking of a completely different movie, but but think about that. Think about someone who is hanging on to something that has left its, uh, its essence has already left the body, but we're trying to preserve something against the ravages of time. And it, eventually we just have to bury that in the ground, you know, and, and let it go so we can start something new. Because if we hold on too tightly to some of these forms, it just, it, it breeds corruption. And it's, it's very important not to, to get too fixated on the form of something. It's very easy to do. We, we tend to, you know, relate to things via the world of form. And we have to get back in touch with that form's essence, I think, this week. And like I said, don't get, don't get too fixated on what it looks like and what the vehicle is. Try to get back in touch with why you are doing it. What are you actually trying to achieve spiritually um, through that form? Okay. Uh, the last aspect on Wednesday is a square between the moon and Neptune, retrograde Neptune at 9.50 p.m. So again, we're, we, are, we may be very optimistic with the moon in Sagittarius, uh, you know, making contact with its host, Jupiter applying there. Um, but that may be running into a little bit of a, a challenge with our idealistic nature, with the illusion versus the reality. So be very careful as you get, you know, through the middle of the week, not to get too stuck in the, the fantasy. Um, try to keep your feet on the ground a little bit if you can, and make sure that whatever you're uh, trying to move forward with, with that's those Sagittarian um, hind quarters of the centaur, you know, they really wants to wants movement, you know, with with uh, the first decan of Sagittarius here, which Venus will be moving into. It's all about speed and moving towards a goal. Um, just be careful that the goal is fitting in with the greater scheme of your life, and it isn't just a an empty dream that you're chasing. Okay, uh, on to Thursday, 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 Thursday. Um, on Thursday, we are seeing a sextile from the moon to Mars in Libra. Uh, so here at 17 degrees, uh, you can in my chart, it's already passed. But of course, we're kind of trying to streamline these videos to just show you what the aspects are without having to circle every single one here. Um, so we may be getting a little bit of a boost to our ability to take action within our lives. There is still this uh, mutual reception between Mars and Venus. So maybe there's something that, maybe we're starting to see the, um, the benefit from, from the challenges of the last couple of weeks. Uh, and there's been challenges. We've, I've talked to a lot of folks in my life and, and I've had some experiences in my own life where wanted to move forward with something, but uh, ran into a brick wall or had to uh, retreat from something that you, you wanted and but perhaps had to have more, more patience um, in regards to that goal. So this is one of the things that Saturn is great for is when we come up against the limitation, it's, it's training us for that delayed gratification. Um, and, and with Mars, Mars, you know, 
Mars is trying to move forward in a way that is a little bit uncomfortable for it. So maybe what we're trying to move forward towards isn't necessarily, uh, maybe we don't really have enough clarity on that yet. And as Mars is going to improve its condition, it'll come into a sextile with Saturn when it moves into Scorpio in a few weeks. So we may have a little bit more clarity about what we're really trying to accomplish versus perhaps trying to go about it in a, in a little bit roundabout way when Mars was in Libra. So a little bit of patience is going to go a long way here. Um, the moon is going to conjoin Jupiter at about 10.30 a.m. at 23 degrees in the third decan of Sagittarius. Uh, that decan was associated with the Ten of Wands, where we see a figure that is carrying a load. Um, so this was the Saturn-ruled decan. So it, it's showing us kind of what we need, the hard work that we need to do to achieve the dream and the sacrifices necessary to be able to move towards that, that goal we chose in the first decade. Um, so, so make sure that you are uh, getting in touch with what really needs to be done, being realistic and saying, okay, if I really want to achieve this goal, what sacrifices am I going to have to make? Um, who am I going to need to get on board? Uh, where, what negotiations am I going to have to make? And how do we use our enthusiasm and our optimism to move forward with the, the next stage of the plan? Really important to take your plans and stages, I think. This is another lesson that, that I've personally been learning lately, is that when you have a dream, you got to take those daily, daily uh, steps towards it. Uh, I don't know if I spoke about this in the last video, but there's this meme going around where this woman is saying, you know, no, I don't want this. She's like, she's saying, I'm unhappy. And there's this sword that's being handed out and the sword says, uh, gradual change through daily habits. And she's like, no, I want dramatic escape. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did mention it. But, but it's worth mentioning again um, because it's such a good uh, representation of, of how things maybe work in this material reality. Material reality and spiritual reality are quite different. We may have an idea where we can see the entire picture in our minds and in our spirits and in our hearts. Um, but since they are working within the limitations of time and space and matter, uh, we're going to have to kind of work with those rules. And this is something that Saturn really teaches us is working within the rules of, of matter. Um, and that can be frustrating sometimes because, you know, our brains are like, bam, I thought of that idea right away. And, uh, and then, you know, reality is like, oh, that doesn't work that way. You know, you could see yourself in the mirror. You could visualize like, you know, your, your muscles if you wanted to work out. But then the reality of it is, is you're not going to be able to bench press 400 pounds if, if you've only bench pressed 100 pounds before uh, in the past without doing any additional exercises. Um, so, you know, one day at a time, daily habits, and just keeping that goal in the back of your mind and knowing what you're doing that daily work for can give you the motivation to keep going. And I think we're going to feel that with our moon conjoining Jupiter. Because maybe you'll see some of the lights at the end of the tunnel that'll spur you on to that action. Now, the other really big thing that's going on on Thursday, which is Halloween. Um, yeah, Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> it's worth mentioning that maybe some of this optimism and, and good feelings and good-natured things are associated with just the fun of Halloween. I mean, this could be a, a fun, Jupiterian type of Halloween. Uh, be careful that you don't overdo it, uh, that you don't like eat too much candy or, or go to a Halloween party and overdo it in the, the adult version of Halloween, um, you know, because that could, that could have consequences down the, down the line. Um, but there might be just, you know, it's okay to let loose a little bit. I think that we've been going through some heavy stuff and Halloween is a time to feel like a kid again on, on some level. Okay, well, at 11.42 in the a.m., uh, after the conjunction uh, at 10.30 a.m. Of, of the sun, I'm sorry, of the moon and Jupiter, Mercury is going to make its uh, third station and then its retrograde of the year. Uh, and we've been seeing retrogrades in water signs this year. So we saw a retrograde in the sign of Pisces earlier in the year, around February. We saw a retrograde in the uh, cardinal water sign of cancer in the middle of the summer and now we're seeing it in the fixed water sign of scorpio here in the fall so 
the Scorpio ruled area of your chart. And again, it's going to be providing uh, resources to the Virgo ruled area of your chart and the Gemini ruled area of your chart. So for, for example, in this Scorpio rising chart that we have, there may be a reevaluation of your personality and how you are expressing yourself that may have residual consequences for how you um, you know, deal with group consciousness with Virgo on the 11th house cusp and with the resources of others with Gemini on the 8th house cusp. So those, all three of those houses are going to be related. The, the Scorpio, Virgo, and Gemini uh, areas of your chart are all going to be affected by this retrograde. So what, what, what do we do when, when Gemini, I'm sorry, when, Ver, when, <laughs> when Mercury, see it's already happening, we're in the shadow period of it, we're stumbling over our words a little bit. Um, I actually have Mercury retrograde in my chart. So I think this is kind of interesting. I've always wondered, in, in a modern context, they used to say that uh, if you have Mercury retrograde in your chart, perhaps you feel like everyone's kind of on your wavelength now. And you might feel that uh, you may feel a lack of understanding in your life um, generally, but for like three weeks, uh, three times a year, uh, you may feel like you're you're on you're on track and everyone else is off, and I'm not sure how that works in a traditional aspect. Um, what I do know is that my my teacher, uh, my astrology teacher Adam Ellenboss, uh, has described this process of retrogrades through primary and secondary motion, and we see the primary motion being the movement of the sun around the zodiac. I'm sorry, around the chart where it's rising here in the east, culminating in the south here at noon, setting in the west, and then coming down the chart at midnight. Okay, so this is, this is how the, move, the planets move every day, clockwise, right, through the sky. We can, we can visually witness this as the sun moves across the sky. Now, this is called primary motion, which is said to be of the nature of the sun because it is related to the daily solar cycle. And uh, this is the said to be of the nature of the divine, of the one, of the will of the universe, rather than the planetary will, which is moving through the zodiac counterclockwise more long term. So the planets are moving this way through the zodiac counterclockwise uh, in, with according to their own will which is counterintuitive to the divine will or counter to the divine will. So there's this constant yin and yang push and pull happening with this particular, uh, you know, dual motion that we experience in astrology. So when the planet is moving retrograde, it is moving in accordance with the primary motion and the divine will, which is very interesting. I like to tell clients uh, when when Mercury is going retrograde or any planet is going retrograde, that it's sort of like we have been um, paddling upstream and the current has get, it gets very strong. And the only thing we can do that won't exhaust us is to let go of the oars, basically, and allow ourselves to uh, float downstream. We, we, we don't really have the ability to paddle as much. We just kind of have to let the the stream of our life the divine stream give us a course correction maybe we we forgot something maybe we took a slightly different road than we were supposed to take maybe there was something we left behind that we need to go back downstream a little bit and and pick up maybe we dropped our keys or something in the in the river of life or maybe there was some treasure that we didn't really uh oh i don't know that we didn't see, we didn't catch the first time around, but it's really important for the journey ahead. Um, double check everything, redo things, uh, be, be very careful in your communications because misunderstandings can get, uh, are more likely with, with Mercury retrograde. Um, but the key is, is kind of a submission or a surrendering quality. And you may not be able to move forward in your life as well, um, but you are Trust in the plan, I think, is the way to deal with like something like Mercury retrograde. Uh, of course, Mercury is also associated with technology and communication, so it's important to make sure that you're uh, reading, reading over emails before you send them, 
um, that you are, you know, double checking that you put the cap back on the gas tank, uh, that you've backed up all your files because your computer might be slowing down. Um, what I have found too is uh, sometimes what we do during the retrogrades is something is taking a little bit longer and we can make things a lot worse by um, <laughs> trying to barrel through it. So if something's going on with your computer and it's freezing or something, you know, smashing it is not the solution. Uh, and, and, you know, even just like, you know, in a fit of peak, restarting everything when you see the, the beach ball, the spinning beach ball of death is probably not the best idea either. Maybe just let it work itself out. Uh, same thing with like, you know, if we get lost, a lot of the times we, if we get um, directions somewhere, um, if we run into a traffic jam, sometimes we're like, oh, we're going to take this other way. We try to take this detour and then we end up, it takes us more time than if we had actually just waited the traffic jam out. You know what I'm saying? So there may be traffic jams that come up in our life where we may want to force our way through um, forward movement. And, and I'm here to say that that's probably uh, might lead to more, more hassles. So just be patient with the process. Think about this. In, in your traffic jam, maybe it's time for you to stretch a little bit. Maybe it's time for you to enjoy the tunes that are on the radio, uh, to think about something a little bit. Maybe you're going somewhere where you have to like really rehearse something. Um, so, you know, there's always opportunity involved in it. Okay, as we move towards Friday. Friday. The, uh, we're going to be starting the month of November. and. Thursday and Friday begins our crescent phase of the moon cycle where we've, we've gotten the moon is 45 degrees ahead of the sun and we're starting to try to mobilize resources and move through the, the inertia of the new moon. A lot of the times when we get a new, a new divine assignment, uh, it's hard to get ourselves moving towards what we need to do and actualize and start taking action. Um, so the crescent phase, we've, we've gotten some clarity about what we're supposed to be doing. And now we're really trying to, to mobilize the resources and get off our duff and do the hard work necessary to get it, get it done. And you know, what better moon than a Capricorn moon to get off your duff and, and do the hard work that may not be fun, but may be necessary? Because that's the moon we're going to be experiencing on Friday the 1st. Uh, early in the day at 6.45 or so, we're going to be seeing a trine between Uranus, retrograde Uranus and the moon at 4 degrees. Uh, in the earth signs. So uh, we may be starting to take some action on some of the innovative things that need to be uh, need to be done in our life to create balance between the Scorpio areas of our life and the Taurus areas of our life. So I think it's really going to come through hard work that we're going to find that balance. Um, at 321, the moon is going to be sextiling the sun at eight degrees of Capricorn and Scorpio. So that means the lights are in harmony with one another. Our inner and outer nature may be uh, more in alignment. Um, our ability to manifest from our, the illuminated part of ourselves, from our higher selves, may be in uh, a decent conversation. Uh, so it's kind of like, okay, we have a, a beautiful idea in our mind, in our soul, uh, represented by the sun, and the moon is able to bring it into manifestation um, it may be through some difficulty with being in Capricorn, but there's a positive communication through the sextile, uh, which is of the nature of Venus. Speaking of Venus, Venus will be making its entrance into the sign of Sagittarius. Yay. Okay, there we go. Right there. Do it. Okay. You can see as I move forward a few hours. There we go. Now Venus is in Sagittarius, uh, roughly at about 4.30 p.m. Okay, let's, let's, let's break this down a little bit. The first decan of Sagittarius um, was called swiftness. It was associated with speed. Uh, Austin Coppock calls it the poisoned arrow in his book, 36 Faces. Uh, this decan is about having a goal, about having a quest about uh, an infectious enthusiasm that may move you forward towards your goal. Um, this is maybe an, an epic quest. And with, with Venus being the planet that is uh, absorbing the energy of this Deccan, so to speak, or birthing through this channel, it may be an epic romantic quest. It may be something where we're trying to 
bring harmony to our relationships. And it may be through uh, traveling, through experience, um, through, uh, through becoming the huntress, right? Uh, instead of like this Mars world sign, though, we're using the resources of Jupiter. We're using our, our enthusiasm. We're using our optimism, our buoyancy, our ability to get people on board by showing them the benefit, right? Instead of with Venus and Scorpio by like maybe scaring people into cooperating with us, okay, through Mars and through like, you know, asserting our will. This is like getting people on board through just this contagious, infectious enthusiasm that where we're showing everyone the benefit of harmony, right? And saying, you know what? We should get on board with this because this is the greatest thing ever. You know, this is like, I love this. You should love it too. You know, so if you, you express about the love that you feel for something, you may be getting people on board with that as well. And I think that's going to be a pretty welcome transition as we move into um, move into Sagittarius season, really. This is the beginning of the transition from Scorpio season to Sagittarius season with the first planetary ingress there beyond the outer planets. Okay, on Saturday, on Saturday, uh, first of all, let me, let me back up for a second. The, this tarot card that's associated with the first decade of Sagittarius is the Eight of Wands. You can see these eight, eight wands just like, like speeding through the air. They're going somewhere. Like, uh, I think the other thing to think about this is uh, I like that what Austin Kopic says about um, an arrow without a target is just kind of a limp stick, you know? It needs a purpose. It needs a goal. So it's really important to set some goals in the in the Venusian areas of our life, or the venereal areas, if you if you will. <laughs> um, and because when you, he, he likes to say that uh, when we don't have a clearly defined goal, we become a vehicle for parasites or for someone else to commandeer the vehicle and really try to take take over um so this is an important word you, you need to really get clear on what you want and start moving towards that or you may find yourself um being taken advantage of of other people and, and you know moving towards someone else's goal when you know you don't it may not be in your best interest remember the sagittarius is a mutable sign too so it, it's it's about the transition between the fall and the winter so there is a flexibility associated with Sagittarius as well. Uh, so we're making an adjustment as well uh, to the to the new season. Um, we're going to see, you know, the qualities of fall and winter both in Sagittarius season. Okay. On Saturday the second, the moon is still in Capricorn in the crescent phase, and we're going to see the moon conjoining Saturn at 3:29 a.m. at 15 degrees of Capricorn which is, you know, that point um, where Mars squared it uh, a week ago. So maybe we'll see some resolution with some of that. Uh, it is going to be sextiling retrograde Neptune at 4.35 a.m. Uh, and then it's making a square to Mars at 10.11 a.m. So this may be a little bit of an echo of some of the, the experiences that we we had when Mars was squaring Saturn because it's we're going to see some of the some of the points that were we were dealing with um, reactivated by the Moon. Um, so maybe there's some thing that you needed to resolve and you got some information at the Mars Saturn square and now you're able to bring some of that into manifestation. Some of the lessons that you've learned from that, uh, perhaps with the limitations and needing to slow down. Uh, the moon's going to conjoin Pluto at 1.39 p.m. So again, this may, may bring up things from beneath the surface on Saturday. Uh, as we move into Sunday, the moon's going to move into Aquarius at 6.19 a.m. Uh, and a couple aspects to, to round out our weekend here is a sextile between the moon and retrograde Mercury very early in the morning, a sextile between the moon and uh, newly ingressed Venus into Sagittarius at 10.42 a.m., and then the moon makes a square to Uranus, to retro, retrograde Uranus at four degrees Aquarius and Taurus. So perhaps 
we are able to rise above our life and get an objective perspective with the moon being in those Saturn ruled signs. Uh, and, you know, the needs of the whole may be coming into a little bit of conflict with our, our uh, ability to do things in a new and innovative way. Yet, we may feel some enthusiasm with the moon making that sextile to, to Venus. We may feel a little bit like optimistic. This may be the air that fuels the fire of action, right? With that air moon quality, you know, blowing that oxygen and blowing, blowing the flames and starting to build that enthusiasm through some kind of um, ability to see how everything fits together in the, in the grand scheme with that moon in Aquarius. Okay. So busy week ahead, and I hope that you have a good, a good Halloween and that everything is going well for you. As we look ahead to the week of the 4th through the 10th, we're going to be experiencing the first quarter moon, so a little bit of a, maybe a crisis point in, in the lunar cycle where we experience a challenge that we have to overcome in a, maybe a very heroic way. Uh, and then we're going to see the, the square between Mars and Pluto perfect. This week, we're going to be building to that square. Um, but we're going to see the, the culmination of that square the week after on the 5th. Uh, a little bit of a different energy than, than Mars and Saturn, where we were coming face-to-face with our limitations. With Mars squared Pluto, we're going to be coming face-to-face with um, all of the crap that we've buried underneath the surface and that, uh, the dark sides of ourselves. Um, so be gentle with yourself and with other people. Try not to get into power struggles. Um, try to... I would say that find healthy outlets to deal with anything that it was repressed that you are feeling frustrated over. Maybe it's through journaling. Maybe it's through exercising. Maybe it's through creating. Um, there are ways to healthily deal with that energy rather than to get into like nasty um, power struggles where we're creating destruction wherever we go. Uh, the moon, I'm sorry, the sun is going to be making a few aspects next week too with a sextile to Saturn on the 8th a trine to Neptune on the same day. Uh, and then Saturn itself is going to be sextiling Neptune. On the 9th, Mercury is going to be making its sextile to Pluto. So, you know, uh, perhaps a slightly uh, quieter week, but that, that Mars squared um, Pluto looks, looks a little dicey. But uh, hopefully you've learned something from the, the Mars square to Saturn. And even though it's going to be making a difficult aspect in a different form, perhaps you are able to use the skills that you learned at the Mars-Saturn square to navigate that Pluto square with a little bit of grace. Um, So that's what I've got for you this week. I hope everybody's doing well. If you like these videos, make sure that you click the like button below. That helps everybody see it on YouTube. If you aren't a subscriber, please hit the subscribe button so you can have access to the videos. And uh, yeah, I hope everything is going well. And we'll see you the next time. Take care, everyone. Peace.